Thank you so much for listening to that one thing. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps to get my little podcast into the universe and I'll be forever grateful. Hello, hello, and welcome to The One Thing, a podcast where I talk to fabulous females about the one thing that made them step out of their comfort zone and change their life for the better. Because it's only by taking brave steps that we truly grow as a person. I'm your host, mum, social media manager, and general soul searcher, Vanessa Carlos. And every week, I'll be introducing a small biz owner, a blogger, or a creative to discuss their one thing. So today we are welcoming the truly inspiring Beck McCann into the One Thing studio. She is a self-taught, self-made entrepreneur who launched the Pro Blow Group in November 2014, initially operating from her mum's kitchen. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? With a plan to sell her hair tool on eBay. However, eBay never happened. Instead, Beck grew ProBlow to a seven-figure business within two years. That's an incredible feat. She launched her brand into Selfridges, Harvey Nichols, Bloomingdale's, Sainsbury's and stores across the globe. The brand is loved worldwide and boasts an organic cult following across social media. With distribution in the UK, USA, UAE and Russia, Beck continues to expand her business at rapid growth. Lockdown brought a new project that quickly developed into Sleep London and now Beck is following a similar strategy to grow her brand globally. Beck firmly believes in her mantra, which I have titled this podcast today, Say Yes and Make It Happen and she is truly an inspiring lady. I really, really hope you enjoy our conversation. So without further ado, let's invite Beck into the One Thing studio. Hi, Beck. Welcome to That One Thing. It's so lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's, it's a real pleasure. And your hair's looking gorgeous, by the way. You're wonderful wonderful ambassador for the brand (laughs) (laughs) I was talking this morning with one of my mates about coming out of lockdown and one of the most difficult things for me I think personally and in my business um has been kind of the whole process of slowing down. I found that really, really difficult. Anyway, I'm just one of those people that just can't slow down, find it really, really tough. Because she was talking about like having like 10 10 minutes of doing nothing a day and that's been really helping her. And I've just found that really, really difficult. How have you found it? Are you similar to me or? Yeah, Yeah, I I can see your face. Everyone has these like, 
do a 10 minute of silence, read 10 pages of your book, do an hour of this. And I'm like, I don't know where you have the time. Like, yeah, I used so busy anyway. So I think for me, I started training about 18 months ago. So mm. I think for me, that's probably the time of the day where I'm away from my phone. I don't yeah. have access to any social media. So for me, it sounds crazy that training in my garage is like my meditation, if you like. But I think that and also walking my dog. Yes. That's like my switch up. We've both got dogs, haven't we? Yeah. That yeah. that he has been the biggest blessing, I think, just mm-hmm. to be able to go out. And yeah, you are kind of present in that moment, aren't you? And I've kind of yeah. not taken my phone with me as well on purpose, mm-hmm. just so I can just be in nature, breathe, focus on him. He always wants his ball anyway. So Yeah, I think it's important. I've done that. I've kind of left my phone at home and I've done like a podcast or an mm. audible while I've been mm. walking and just done it off like my watch. Um, and I just think it just gives you that switch off because when you're with your phone, it's just especially what we both do, you're so driven by your phone. Like yeah. one thing I did do actually at the beginning of lockdown, which I will carry on, is a friend of mine said to me, just switch off your notifications. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. Like, I can't do that. I've got suppliers, I've got WhatsApp, I've got the, yeah. the team, I've got... But I did switch off notifications. And although I constantly look at them, it's not... My phone doesn't call me. I go to it when I'm... I mean, it's always in my hands. Yeah. That's really been a massive change for me. And it's something that I will definitely carry on post-lockdown. We turn off your notifications to try it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I suppose... You're in control of your notifications rather than the phone being in control of you, right? Yeah, so what she said to me was, your phone calls you constantly. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to you going to your phone. And I know, like, it doesn't always work that way because when you have special, like, social media, you want to be engaging as soon as you get traction on your post. So I get that. Mm. But if you know roughly what time posts are going to be going out, you can kind of like, okay, well, this time I'm going to get onto my phone as opposed to, having your cornflakes and your phone constantly drawing you back to it. Mm. Mm. How do you do it at the weekends? Are you still on it at the weekends or do you just have like a moment where you put it in a drawer and you're done? No. No? Oh my God. I I know. I think for me, Sunday, I try Mm. on a Sunday to really limit my time and just really Mm. have that one day where I'm really just like not in work mode. Um, but I just don't feel like it's a job so to me it's not like a yeah. chore it's just part of what I do I just have my phone with me all the time yeah. and I get that a lot of people think it's crazy but then I think the flip side of that is post-COVID when we all go back to our you know our normal I can still be anywhere in the world so long as I have my phone so that's a real luxury and freedom so it's like yes you have that luxury okay you've got to be on your phone a lot but mm-hmm. it's just personal preference and for me I will take that for what it is that they do so you're okay with the screen fatigue you're okay with all of that have you got like any kind of tricks where you're just like right I just need to shut off now I mean I just love it so I don't really get that I can I can imagine if it's a chore and it's not something that you enjoy I can imagine it's really tough um but for me I, I mean, I do have somebody scheduling on most of our content. I do have somebody who does all of the kind of comments and things like that, which is a huge, yeah. huge help. Um, 
but the way I see it is I do Pueblo from the very beginning on my own mm. before I brought a team before I you know, brought a team together. And if people are questioning what size barrels do I need or how yeah. do I get this look, if we have driven the customers to our page yeah. and they're asking the question, like without a customer, we don't have a business. Yeah. So I just think we need to be really proactive and they are the most important part of our entire company. So if that means one of us has to be active, then it's got to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So other than turning off your notifications, do you think there's anything else you're going to keep? Are you going to keep the training? Because you've yeah, just I, done that, haven't you? Yeah, I started that about a year before COVID. Um, and I loved it. I mean, it's been tough in COVID during lockdown because yeah. you've got limited resources and some days you just want to eat the chocolate and that's fine. Like eat the chocolate when you feel like it, of course. Mm. But I think, yeah, absolutely for me. I've not really got involved in the whole like meditation side of things that a lot mm. of people do. I just find waking up, walking the dog for an hour, going to the gym, having a good sweat, mm. and then you come out and I just feel ready to face the day. So for me, it's a massive part of my day and I think I can't wait to get back to that. And I never thought I would say that. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's your meditation, you know, because you're, yeah. you're present in that in that moment and you're not distracted by all the other things so mm-hmm. it still does the same job honestly mm-hmm. you really do get the same job there um I felt so much better when we got that message from Boris to kind of tell us that there is light at the end of the tunnel we're kind of talking end of February 2021 for people that are listening like past past this time and we've just had the message from Boris um how do you feel now did you go straight on Skyscanner and start looking at holidays (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're going to be fully transparent here you know what I don't feel I've not struggled that much in the lockdown of course the businesses we've had to pivot and we had a really big impact three January back in 2020 when no one in the UK was that aware of it because we manufacture in China a lot so you know business-wise yes we had to make a lot of changes personally I think because I have been so busy with work I haven't had time to really sit and think too much but in my mind I'm like I'm okay I'm coping with this then Boris comes on and says like the 21st of June and all of a sudden I just feel like so happy and like maybe it was affecting me more than I thought, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, straight on Skyscanner, booking some flights, booking meeting up with friends, yeah. and just, just normal. I know. I just think, I didn't think I was struggling, and I do. I wasn't struggling in terms of struggling, but I definitely, when I heard that, I woke up the next day, which was yesterday, and I literally put on that song that you too, it's a beautiful day, and I'm just like, dancing oh. on the kitchen, like, oh, we've got lights up. It's true, yeah. isn't it? For some reason, the sun came out that day as well, didn't it? And it just yeah. felt like, oh, spring, it's new, it's all new. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally I think felt that. that list, like, it's not tomorrow, we've got a bit of a wait, but we know it's coming. We know yeah. we're getting out the other side. Yeah. And I just think everyone I've spoken to, you know, everyone's got their own ideal of how it would happen. Everyone's got their own, you know, wishes. But ultimately, we all know we're moving forward. And I mm. think that's what we really needed. Mm, mm, I think so do you think that you're quite a gregarious person like you like to be with people yeah I'm very social but I am also quite comfortable working on my own okay I am both but I I love 
just being around people and just yeah. socializing and yeah you know what? I also miss the, the business side of things I miss it's fine jumping on zooms and it's a great pivot but it's not the same as getting all of us in the office grabbing mm. the together and just bouncing ideas around and I kind of miss that and I think yeah. it's almost like we just, what we work for and what we live for is obviously our relationships, our family, our friends, mm. and our social times. And I think we're probably going to appreciate it more, but yeah, I've definitely missed it. Yeah. <laughs> more so yeah. after the announcement. Exactly. It suddenly hits home, doesn't it? That it's all going to come yeah. back and it's, yeah, it's wonderful. I saw your Insta post the other day um, with the wheel of the life of the entrepreneur and oh goodness it it really made me laugh there's so much headspace it all takes up it just really hit home to me and then there was that big chunk of like networking and as you said that has just kind of been taken out into the mix a little bit um so with that with all that headspace that 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 it takes up how do you organize your day are you super organized or do you just kind of delegate how are you with that so in my personal life I am super chilled out like I'm mm. so so bad by in my work life I'm a complete control freak like <laughs> <laughs> I am super organized and it probably stems from the beginning when I had no idea what I was doing mm. and I just run around on this hamster wheel and then you realize you're really busy but not really that productive yeah so I am yeah I mean all the staff they're not micromanaged they, they're a great team and they have their you know their documents they can take today so I can jump in and add some bits to what they need to do if anything ad hoc comes up but I'm pretty structured like Monday I call on my admin I tend to have like my training, my walks all scheduled in. Mm. But I'm definitely a morning person. I'm up at five. Um, yes. Yes. But Me too. Saying that, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about getting everything done while the world is still asleep. I know. And I just, but then saying that people think, oh, well, she must go till 10 p.m. But for me, by like three o'clock, I've hit my peak. Like mm. I can do little bits and bobs for anything productive. Like if I want really constructive work, I need to do it in the, in the morning. Mm. So that's just me. Um, so I've still continued that routine during lockdown. Yeah. So although I'm not going to meetings, I'm not physically going to the office, I've still kind of kept that, main, you know, maintained that routine. It mm. probably has helped. Mm. Mm, yes I'm definitely a a. Um, mm-hmm. people think I'm crazy but yeah just just kind of having that 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 silence when everybody's asleep in the house mm-hmm. even like the animals are asleep in the house and they might just come and curl up on your lap or something and just mm-hmm. having having that that headspace to get it all done I'm totally with you and then once my kids get up and obviously they need homeschool and whatever at the moment I've kind of got the majority of my work done so I don't feel like I'm going to have to constantly check my phone yeah yeah I definitely feels more spacious I, yeah I totally understand I that I do think it's um it's a very personal choice as well so I know like you know podcasts and books and clubhouse everyone mm. is all about you know get up at five o'clock and this real mm. structure which that that suits me but then mm. we were sleeping the other day and I was like, but that's not everybody. Some people are prepared to wake up at 11 with no alarm and work through till midnight. And if that's what suits yeah. you and that's yeah. what works for you, then is that, there's no right or wrong. I just yeah. think personally, I think it's kind of stemmed to me from the very beginning stage of the program when 
I just didn't have the hours in the day. So I was mm. forced to wake up earlier. And then I just, yeah, it just kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see the other Insta post though, when you've got your wine glass with your with your <laughs> laptop and that that yeah. was just perfect for me. <laughs> you know, that that kind of four o'clock wine time when it's all winding down. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome too. I totally get that. I think we need to go on to your one thing, don't we? Yeah, um, go for it. And when you were talking about starting your business and your scenario was so similar to mine in that you were at work, you were working in a job and your business was kind of a side hustle at that point. Um, And you felt like you were burning the candle at both ends as you would do with a full-time job and a business as well. Um, So with that in mind, take us back to that time. Um, What were you like then? What was Rebecca like at that point? Exhausted. Um, yeah. So I was working in a contract and mm. I was working on the day shift and I had the idea of quitting the puddle. Mm. So seven to eight months before we launched, I started working on it and no one really knew besides my really, really close friends and family. I kept it really quiet. Mm. And I launched the business um, and I told the guy that I reported to, like, I've got this thing going on. So I moved the evening shift. So I would work from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wow. Which meant that I could wake up at 5. Yeah. From 5 to 1, I could do all my, I had no marketing budget, but I would do all what I could do with marketing, social yeah. media, customer service. I would pack the orders and do all of the business. And then I would put them in my car and go to the post office, drop them in the post office by my work, and then go straight into work. And then I would work till 10 p.m. Oh, And then I finish work at 10 p.m., drive home, have you know an hour clearing up any bits that come in sleep for like three four hours and wake up and do it again and that was just the only way that I could do it and Problo grew really really quickly so mm. three months in we were in Selfridges and I actually had to take a day off work to go and launch into Selfridges like it's just crazy when you look back and you know it got to a point where I remember the risk manager coming to me and she was like what's going on I was like oh you know I've started this thing and she said there's no candle, you just look exhausted. And I was like, okay, I get it. And she just, I remember the same thing, like, you look a mess. She was like, if you oh, think bless. you've got legs, you've got to go with it. And I just kind of thought, no, I'm going to stick it out because Pueblo rocketed so quickly. Yeah. And so within three months of launch, we were at backstage at Strictly Convention, we've been in Vogue, we were launching to Selfridges, the social was growing super, super fast. And it was this really quick growth. So to mm-hmm. me, I was like, I had no experience, no mentor, no one around me who'd ever worked in e-commerce before. And so I was really relying on kind of just like my gut and people who I was kind of talking to along the way. So for me, I probably didn't have the confidence in my own ability at that time. I was really on this hamster wheel, I guess. And if something goes that quickly to success, it can also, you know, flop just as quickly. And so I was really nervous about leaving my job because it was a secure job. It was well paid. I'd worked mm. my way up there. Mm. So it was a big risk. And so I thought in my head that I'm going to give it 12 months. And I'd literally thought that the night before. And then the following day, I was driving up the ramp into the car park. And it's just like, a, it's just almost, almost like a switch had just inflicted my mind. So I just thought, this could really go somewhere. And if I do it and it doesn't, I know I've given it 110%. Yeah. If I don't go fully in now and risk everything and I just go fully in the business and leave my job, 
I will always wonder, like, what if I'd given it 110%? What if yeah. I just took that risk? Yeah. And um, so I walked in, I ran my dad and I was walking over to the office and I said, Dad, and he's like, you've got to do what you think right, sleep on it. So I slept on it hmm. and I woke up and I just knew in my gut, I was like, I've got to give it 110% because I just knew I could make something of it. And if I didn't, then I know I'd given it everything I could. Hmm. So I just literally went in straight to my manager and they were amazing. They were like, if you ever want to come back, there's a place to be here. He said, but you've got to go and do it. We've heard about it. Like, that you can go. And I just read a very short notice period. Yeah. And I left. And, and that was that, really. God, the but stars was... were aligning, right? It seems like it with that short notice period. But my goodness, mm-hmm. you must have felt sick when you went in to tell them. You know, when I went to tell them, I just knew it was the right thing to do. And I think yeah. all the way along, from when I had the idea, I'd always trusted my gut. And even now, I just think, you know, you know the answer straight away, yeah. whether it's whatever reason you know and I knew when I did it I knew I was doing the right thing yeah and um, obviously you don't want to let people down and it, of course it's a huge risk but I just and it sounds cocky but I think there's a difference in cocky and confident and I was just so confident in my ability that I was going to make it work because if you're not confident in that you can do that you've already failed right oh, so I just own, knew it. That I can, own that yeah. confidence absolutely yeah. That's so. That's such an incredible story. Where where has this um, thing about this kind of thing about the broken hairbrush come from? I've kind of seen it. Well, how did this happen? So obviously, I live in Liverpool. So I was always going to the salon for a blow yeah. dry. Yeah. And I was then I was in my job. I bought this new apartment in Chester, and I was trying to really see you know, save back on what I was spending. So in the bathroom, and I was like. Oh, gonna you know try and recreate my my salon blow dry at home and when you go to the salon they blow dry the barrels into your hair like the yeah. hairbrush yeah and then they leave the hairbrush to cool because yeah. when your hair goes from hot to cool it locks in the curl so I was in my bathroom in my apartment and my hands were just snapped off my hairbrush so completely <laughs> oblivious I just put <laughs> the broken hairbrush yeah and thought it was just cool it's fine and I did that a couple of weeks and then I was like oh my gosh this is a thing like yeah this is giving me what I pay at the salon for and that's where the entire concept of the product come from from a broken hairbrush that's brilliant I love that because I love that feeling when I leave the hairdresser and actually that's one of the mm-hmm. first things I did when I heard the Boris thing I literally Facebook I messaged my hairdresser and said book me in for April the 21st because there's nothing like that feeling of coming out of the hairdresser with that lovely bouncy hair and um yeah being a southerner I probably just can't be asked after that to be honest with you and it ends up just as it is yeah really really does just to have that 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 kind of polished looking hair and yours is beautiful by the way um if we're going to be honest, lockdown generally sees it in a bun on the top of my head. Yeah, no. Lucky I washed it for you. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you had that realization in your car. Um, was it really like that split second moment, or or was it more of like a gradual thing over time that you, you knew you had to put everything into pro bro? 
No, so for me, I'm very, I've always been a strong-minded person. My mum says, even as a kid, like, if I wanted to do something, I was doing it. That's just who I was. And so for me, the night before I made the decision, I was in work, and it was the February, the Mm. November, end of January, February. And I was talking to my team about how I was going to see it out to the end of the year. Mm. And I wholeheartedly believed that when I said it, fast forward 12 hours, and it was literally like, what are you doing? Like, you wow. have no opportunity. You've created this opportunity for yourself. You have to give it 110%. And it literally was, you know, like, that split second. And I knew straight away, I was like, yeah, I'll sleep on it. I woke up and I was still, that, that's the decision. And you were still that, wow, that's, that's, that's yeah. fantastic. I think everybody needs to be a bit more like that. So you're totally yeah. not a procrastinator. Would you say? No. No, you're not? No, not Okay. Again. No. Love it. Love it. Like I'm currently building a house at the moment that's really completed. And I'll go to site and I'll say, we've got all these questions. And it's like, you know, I've actually not this whole house down, so we've got it from scratch. Mm. And I'll say, yeah, no, no, this, that, that. And they look at me like, I do not want to think about it. I'm like, no, I don't have time to think about it. That's it, Ron. That's it, it's done. Yeah. Well, we could all learn something from that, I think. Just just not to overthink mm-hmm. do you think that's that's actually um worked in your favor most of the time is there been any time where that decisiveness has really sent you off a wrong path oh absolutely I think it's got its strengths as much as its weaknesses I think mm. a lot of we would not have grown the business and got to where we are if I didn't just make decisions and run with something yeah but equally we probably could have got here had I had the knowledge that I have now and the experience that I now mm. have making different decisions at different points could have got us here in a lot less stressful way um, yeah. and by that I mean obviously when I launched the business we grew really quickly but with fast growth comes a lot of financial cash flow impact mm. and when you're working with retailers and they're paying you you know three four months down the line and so knowing what I know now, and if I had done things slightly differently, it would have been a different journey to the same point. Mm. However, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. So, what do you think you'd say to yourself back then? What would be that that little sentence that you'd say to to her back in in the day when you were in your job and you'd broken your hairbrush and you were like, right, what what would be the thing you'd say now? in that hindsight yeah I think in hindsight I know that every decision I've made I've made at that moment with mm. the best intentions and thinking mm. it's the right thing but now moving forward and you look back it's like you don't need to do everything you've done for example when we launched into a retailer they said you know we need to have the stand it's 10,000 pound stand and you, you do that and Hmm. you allow people to pay late because you're new and you're just new brands and these huge retailers you know Harvey Nick's house because they all want you so yeah. you're just like oh my god yes yes yeah and yeah, yeah, yes yeah of course you get excited yeah and then the Middle East want to launch you into Dubai yes they want to launch you into Russia and you're saying yes because I'm like these opportunities are all here they all want a piece of us you've got to go 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 in hindsight yeah. Yeah. Stop. just stop do it at your pace Yes. Do it with the knowledge and the understanding. And if you don't have that, go and get that advice. But it's easy to look back and say that way at the time. You know, 
your cash flow is, it, on paper, you're making all these sales and you're making great money, but you're reinvesting everything back in the business. So you can't yeah. afford to go and ask somebody, you know, can I to advise and pay for these things because you just don't have the cash flow. So I think it's easy to look back and say you would do things differently. There's 101 things I would do differently. But at that time when I made those decisions, if it was the right thing at the time. But mm-hmm. if I think if I went back, I'd say probably just just ask more. So if some, people are often willing to help you, so I think just hold your own little bit against the big players. Um, yeah. Which we Don't do get now, intimidated. Yeah. Yeah, because if they want you, they'll want you under your terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know because a lot of people especially a lot of our listeners who are just starting their businesses and maybe they're going for like that big client and the client has huge expectations of something mm-hmm. um would you would you always go with your gut if it doesn't feel right or would your head start taking over and 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 then saying i'm going to go with them anyway because it's good money so for me the numbers always kind of answer the question. And then yeah. obviously I then med book comes into it as well. So Pueblo has never been personal to me. I, I started it. I wanted to you know, pay off my mortgage and it's not a personal thing. So the numbers do make the decisions. But as much yeah. as the numbers make the decisions, I also have to feel that it's right. Um, so I think, you know, if people are starting off and they've got opportunities, just be really clear on what the opportunities are because a lot of the time it comes with other costs you're unaware of so for example mm. without naming specific retailers we work with you know we would start with one and then what you don't find out until after you've signed that initial contract is well you need to cover the delivery they need specific barcoding they need their own specific security labels they mm. only allow delivery between a one hour slot so that's a much higher cost so all those little things you learn after your first mistake and you never sign a contract again unless you have that clarification so going back, I would say just really, you know, look for all the little things that you. But then again, I said that you wouldn't know. If you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know to look. Yeah, for I know. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Um, so you've grown Problo now to a seven-figure biz in two years. That's an incredible achievement. Um, where do you think you get your drive from? Where do you think it all stems from? From you. So I think for me, my dad what didn't really have much when we were born and he was really driven to give me, my brother, my mom, like the best life we could have. Mm. So I think for me, seeing him relentlessly go out every single day to give us everything that he's given us and to be the best, you know, father, but the, the breadwinner and it just, we grew up seeing that real determination and that drive to success and he would, mm. you know, he'd miss on certain things to to do what he did for us and I think seeing that really that inspired me and my brother were both very similar when it comes to business we both mm. own you know different businesses and we're both we run our companies completely different but our mindset and our drive to just be the best that we can be and just succeed and I think for me it's for myself that I also want to show like you know what dad it was worth it like you've, you've yeah. done well because you've done all right you know and I think yeah. in personally that's really where it comes from and it's not even about the money for me it was about the freedom and then mm. now, as I go through the years, it's like, I want to do better. I want to learn more. And it's just kind of like, it's almost addictive. Mm. 
Do you think in a way that success has come easier to you than your dad because your dad was how he was with you? I think yes and no because he's very tough on us. Yeah. I think, of course, growing up and seeing somebody go out there and really work hard for their family, that's, of course, going to give you, you yeah. know, a mindset a foot above. And I think I see it in my nephews, like my brother's children, mm. the eldest one, he's super driven to go out there and do things because he's seeing his auntie and his dad going yeah. and doing it. Yeah. So I think, of course, if you're around that and you see that, it makes you think, oh, you know, maybe that's something that I would look at. It's um, just a mentality, really. Isn't it? And yeah, just just to have that kind of inspiration must be incredible. Your dad sounds lovely. I saw him in your in your post. What was it on your stories? And I think you were like thinking back on a holiday. And yeah, he looked lovely. He really did. He looked like he was celebrating with you there. It was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I think also, like as an entrepreneur, you you always have cock ups, don't you? And there's always stuff that that goes wrong along the way um yeah how well do you think you cope with your mistakes because I'm sure you've made maybe a few oh my god even though it we sounds like you haven't at all <laughs> no I promise you we could do a whole series on mistakes and I think that's what people don't share yeah people like I have Instagram it's not real you know you share your highlight of the day you mm. it's not real life and yeah. I think to really put all the cock up out there it makes you really vulnerable but I, I'm also really open to sharing that because that's the reality I have made so many mistakes and I will continue to make mistakes the rest of my career because it's how you learn I think if you make a mistake you learn from it you know you've got to move on I tend to just deal with things very well I don't mm-hmm. really something comes in or lands on my desk or something happens and there's been times where I've thought oh this is it like we've kind of out this hole for a split second and then I'm like right there's not an option how do we fix it? Yeah. And so I don't really dwell on situations because there has been so many. And <laughs> you just can't. And I think, again, it goes back to that inner confidence. I'm like, whatever happens, I know that I can get us through that. And I think as a business owner, if you're leaving the company, you have to have that self-belief. So I definitely don't dwell on it. I've definitely made a lot of mistakes. Mm. Um, but I think you've just got to know that whatever comes in your desk, you can figure your way through and navigate through it yeah yeah it's like your mantra I love your mantra by the way say yes and make it happen so you've really got that power of positive thinking just ingrained in you right so when Mm -hmm. when things do go wrong you've got that to fall back on do you think you've always been a positive person yeah I do I think I've always kind of seen the glass half full I've never really been an overthinker I just mm. I think it's just who I am I think mm. obviously you know it's a whole nature nature debate isn't it but I think for me I've always kind of just been like you know life life is good like like things will always happen you know we'll always have times that are difficult but mm. there's always a way to kind of navigate through that yeah yeah there is there is always a way what is it that Marie Folio says everything is figure outable I really love that phrase and um yeah yeah, I think you really can get so bogged down with with the stuff that's gone wrong but if you can just move on really really well yeah if you've got those coping Mm -hmm. things then then yeah you're going to get there eventually aren't you love it I think about that 
just like who I am. I would love to sit in and say I've done all this self development, but I haven't. It's just, yeah. it's just who I am, you know. Yeah, it's ingrained in you. I love that. <laughs> I love it. So, what's next for you this year? To get out on the 21st of June. No, have yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apart from that, so Pueblo is five years now since we launched. So wow. Yeah, so we are like the UK, the US, and the whole of the Middle East and Russia. We're mm. really saturated the markets there, so we have like a real customer base in those countries. Mm. Um, there's a couple of other places that we're really growing into, so our focus is really to drive that forward for Pueblo. Mm. I started a new business in lockdown, which is like my lockdown baby. Tell us more. Um, yeah, so we launched that in the very end of last year. Um, and we launched it with a product as a collaboration with Pueblo, which gave right. us a real chance to cross over our customer base. Yeah. And then once we finish off with that product line, which will be in the next weeks, we have a whole range coming out over the next 12 months for Street London. So that's yeah. really exciting. Lovely. Um, so it's really just driving them forward and just getting the team back together and just, yeah, moving forward with them really. Mm, yes exactly now I've got all the links in the podcast notes to Pro Blow and your new products and um, any other things that you're interested in so I've got all your Instagram stuff in there as well if people want to follow you um, yeah it sounds really really exciting where do you think you can see your new business heading the next year and the year after so I'm really excited to see because I feel like I'm going into it with the knowledge I didn't have when I launched Pueblo. Okay. Um, so that really excites me. It's predominantly really pushed in the Middle East at the moment because okay. of the product line that we have. But I don't really have any, I, I've got a plan of where I want to take it, but I just want to have some fun with it and not have the pressures on it that we had mm. in Pueblo and just really enjoy it. Because I think when you look back and I look back to the beginning of Pueblo, it was, so mad it was so mad it was just crazy and you almost don't enjoy it because you just are on this crazy hamster wheel and so one of the things that I said you know to the team is we really need to take a step back and enjoy those moments that you work hard for because it's almost like you set a goal and or a target and as you're approaching that and you hit that you're already focused on the next one and you don't take that time to kind of stop and think you know what guys we sat here six months ago and we wanted to achieve that and actually celebrate that moment. So I really want to say, I really want to be able to do that with sleep as well. Um, and Pueblo, obviously we do now. Yeah. But I think it's just, it's hard, isn't it, when you're so new at something and you're so busy. Yes. I always remember back in my retail days, a long time ago now, it feels like, um, but my boss would always be like, if we'd made a target and we'd, we'd, we'd smash the target, the boss would always be okay next and it wouldn't be that celebration I do think sometimes it's so important to kind of celebrate those moments before you move on to the next thing mm-hmm. um otherwise you can just get like okay I'm exhausted now after that can we please just celebrate before we move on to the next thing so yeah that's I love that do you think you're a good boss <laughs> you have to ask the girls. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think looking back at the beginning, and some of the girls who were at the beginning have moved on, and we've moved our offices, we've relocated like 60 miles away. 
but I'm mm. still in contact with them now and they still like we still talk and things like that which is lovely and I think at the beginning we were so new everyone mm. had a hundred different hats on mm. so at that point I had the best intentions was I as organized as I should have been probably not because mm. I was so new to everything moving forward as we really structured up the business I don't like to manage a team. I have people work with me who I really trust. And, mm. um, you know, it's a very relaxed environment. You know, if you're, you've got to bring your kid into your child manager for hours, that's fine. Like, you know, it's a very relaxed mm. environment and it works because they know that I respect them and I will look after them in every way that I can. And in return, they respect me and they look after yeah. me in the same way. So it really works. It's definitely a mutual relationship. And I think it takes time to build to that point because when you're in new business, and there's very little people doing many different jobs. Mm. Everything's just so busy and not as structured as it could be because that's just how it is. You yeah. know? And so I think as you get that structure in place, it's a lot easier. But for me, it just comes down to respect. Like if they respect me and I respect them, we just have a really easy going, really relaxed relationship. They don't I don't want classic working who has to be controlled and looked over the shoulder mm. because it's not really like for anyone. Gosh, so I would so- say yes. Wonderful. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I, was I had the best intentions, but wasn't. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But then that's fine. You can own up to your mistakes as well. So that's so important mm-hmm. too. God, you sound like a fabulous boss, actually. <laughs> you sound wonderful. I'll pay you them, and then you can interview them like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's very much like I've got a lot of friends who have got companies in a similar industry and it's a lot of, mm. you know, it's I think it's a new generation of work and everyone comes in their comfortable clothes and we've got yeah. the office puppy yeah. and, you know, there's dominoes on the desk at the time or that. It's a very relaxed way of working, but I think it's very common now. And when I was first started working with retailers, so like with ASOS and Harvey Nicks and you know, beauty bay and things, but their offices are all obviously on a much bigger scale. Mm. But the same concept is ours very laid back, it's a very trusting relationship. Mm. And you, you do get you get more out of it. Yeah. And Amy, our content to work from home quite a lot of the time because she relocated when we relocated, she wanted to stay in the business, but it was quite a drive for her. Mm. So she worked from home and she's in and out of the office and so it just works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just having that flexibility, I think we've all kind of realised that it can be done now. If that's one thing Mm -hmm. that is good that has come out of this whole lockdown situation is that you really can work from anywhere. As long as you've got your phone and you've got decent enough Wi-Fi, then my goodness, you can pretty much run everything, right? Yeah, and I think that's what's like, for me, that's how Pueblo was. But I think for other companies, they didn't have that mindset and I think that lockdown mm. kind of forced people to say hang on a minute like we can and it's going to change the way that businesses work I think going forward mm. they don't need the big fancy offices they don't need to pay people to go to America for me because you know what you can jump on a call and get the same results yes absolutely so, even if it is in California you're just going to have to look at time zones California I think I best have to go to that one I know yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it (laughs) or maybe Florida or somewhere like that where you can go go and sit by the pool while you're having your meeting maybe (laughs) oh my goodness yes flights my good well you know what we've got to the final question it's been so lovely talking to you um and it's always the same one that I ask everybody and it's if there was one thing 
that you've still got left to do or you wish you had done, but you've just got to get over your fear of it. And I love that yours was just let it go. It was mm. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, let it go. And it's something that my brother said to me a long time ago and it was in a completely different situation, but he's like, let it go. And mm. it's probably the one, and only piece of advice that I've ever talked to. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> and it's true, it's like things are always going to, you know, roadblock you. And I just think just let it go. Like if mm. you have something that just plays in your mind, just, just let it go and just embrace what you have now. Yeah, yeah. And also you kind of mentioned letting go of comparison and what and what others think of you and what others think of your brand. It's so kind of difficult, especially when you're on Instagram, to kind of look at someone else's posts and and someone else's business and they're doing it this way and they're getting these results and just to not compare yourself and stay in your lane. Yeah, I think it's like that saying, isn't it? Comparison is like the thief, the thief. Ugh. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so yeah. true. And I think we all go on Instagram, we're all guilty of it. We look at people's businesses or we look at their lifestyle and you, mm. you almost do compare, but Instagram is, it's not real. It's a highlight of somebody's yeah. day. It's seconds of somebody's day. It could have been seconds of somebody's day three weeks ago. You're just unaware of that. So mm. you can't compare yourself or your journey or your success to anybody else like I just think just let go of everyone else's opinions let go of the fear of what other people may think or say or consume about you because so long as you're happy in your decisions mm. and you know that what you're doing is coming from the right place mm. then just focus on that and just completely let go from all the other things around you because you're mm. never going to make everyone happy you know people are always going to have an opinion mm. but I just think just do you really and be who you are for the right reasons yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and then also congrats on your health journey as well um that's that's massive isn't it um do you think that you're still gonna carry that on after lockdown and you're just gonna get more and more healthy and even more fit yeah, 100%. Like, when I started, about like 18 months ago, I was really overweight. I'll send you a picture later. Yeah. But, yeah, so when I started, about 18 months ago, I was really unfit. And what made me decide to make a change was I, again, it was a really quick moment. I was on Instagram, mm. and Peter Solomon put a post up, and it said, I spent my entire life creating wealth, and now mm. that I'm ill, no amount of wealth can fix my health. Yeah. And it just really resonated with me. And I thought, I am literally running from 5 a.m. until the minute I shut my eyes in this mm. business. I don't exercise. I live off junk food. Mm. I am so unhealthy. And I've never really thought about it. And I was like, what am I doing? And mm. in that moment, I was like, I'm putting me first. I now mm. come before everything. Because if I'm not healthy, I can't be the best boss. I can't run a business. I can't you know, be the best source or whatever else whatever yeah. it is I want to do. So at that point, I made the decision that health comes first. And so for me, it's been it's been a huge change, but it's something that I think, not just physically, but mentally, it gives you that boost to feel good about yourself. And it's all about, mm-hmm. for me anyway, it's inside out, you know, clothes are clothes and your size is your size. And of course, mm-hmm. I still want to continue to lose weight. But for me, it's being proactive, eating healthy, of course, you know, 
all of us wine and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And just making that effort to move and get outside, walk and exercise. I think it's massively helped me across my whole life. So yeah, absolutely. Mm. I know exactly. We come back to the dog walking, right? Been an absolute yeah. lifesaver, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. if I didn't walk every day, yeah, you would just be stuck in front of your computer, wouldn't you? But because they they physically have to walk and they stare at you, does, does your yeah. little one stare at you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly with their paws just staring just waiting for you to go out in fact mine needs to go out as soon as I finish this to be honest with you I do think as well though like no matter how bad your day might be going no matter what phone call you've had in even if you don't want to go you know if you just drag yourself out for half an Mm -hmm. hour you're going to feel so much better and I know everyone says Mm -hmm. it and it's like oh here we go again but it's so true you just feel better yeah yeah there's a reason why it's like here we go again it's because it does work right just to get that fresh air in your brain my goodness yes I can't believe we come to the end it's wonderful to speak to you you have the most inspiring story I'm sure everyone else is just gonna love this story this week um thank you so much oh thank you it's been so much fun and what's happening with the rest of your day what you go up to now you got to work after this yeah walk the dog yeah you know so I'm gonna do a podcast I mean I'm gonna listen to a podcast and have a walk yeah and then I'm gonna yeah I come with some work when I get back nice that sounds good to me lovely to meet you my darling you take care and I'll see you on the gram oh thanks so much thank you Bye. bye Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. What a fantastic story. And it was such a pleasure to talk to Beck. She really was such an inspiring lady and just so full of positivity and drive, incredible drive. I really, really hope you agree. And you really enjoyed it. And can you believe it all started from a broken hairbrush? I thought, what an amazing story. Amazing. Um, so everything that we spoke about today, of course, is going to be in the podcast notes. I'm going to link her Instagram because she's super active on there. I'm going to link her website with all the wonderful products that she sells. I'm sure everyone is going to have beautiful, big, bouncy hair come summer. And um, it's a beautiful day today. So I really feel like kicking on by and getting myself some enormous rollers and having big bouncy just out the salon hair I don't know about you (laughs) anyway shall we get on to my one thing of the week I have been um in a masterclass this week with the wonderful two Laura's I'd really really like to get them on the show actually so if they are listening um that's a big shout out for them and they are social media managers and they're also social media trainers for social media managers and they kind of gave these amazing tips this week five tips and I'm going to share them with you because it's not just for us social media managers I would say it's for all business people and freelancers um and they should have all these things in place so 
I am going to share them with you now. So number one, and they really did make a big point about this, and this is quite a bugbear for a lot of people, and it's to get paid in advance. Now, if you have it in your contract and you have it loud and clear in your contract, then there's absolutely no reason why you can't be paid in advance and why people wouldn't want to pay you in advance. And just a quick hint as well, it doesn't include them haggling down on your price either. So please feel your worth and get paid in advance. Number two, keep on learning. Now, I always do this anyway. I'm constantly learning. If it's learning about podcasts, if it's learning about the constant different changes in social media, I keep on learning and I build that into my day. So that's definitely something that I would encourage. Number three, don't be afraid to charge your worth. How many times can I say this? Don't be afraid. Um, And if you're doing another job that includes you doing something completely different to what you're actually being paid to do, then please, please ask to be paid a separate amount for this too. I've done this today. (laughs) I've actually done this today because I'm setting up a client's Instagram shop as well as running her ads. So I'm putting in a proposal and I'm going to be charging extra for that. So I am practicing what I preach here, guys. Number four, show up, show up, show up. I'm going to be talking to the wonderful Lou from Spark Social soon about showing up on Instagram. She is the queen of showing up. And yes, that's something I need to be better at. But And it's something that Beck is amazing at. And it's showing up on your socials, showing up on a podcast, showing up on every sort of social channel that really sets you alight and promote yourself it's a difficult one to do I know and number five have great business systems now having those systems in place we've spoken to Sophie Thorne the other day who is the queen of systems if you listen back to her podcast she is amazing at teaching you how to get those systems in place that make you a sound more professional and b actually help you out as well So please listen to that episode. I think it's a couple of episodes back. So go and find Sophie Thorne. She's the queen of that. Um, Yeah, so that's it, number five. Um, Have a think about those. Send me an email if you agree with them, if there's anything you'd like to add. Drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm always on there. And um, yes, next week I will be back it may be next week, maybe the week after, um, with another wonderful, wonderful story of an inspirational lady. This one totally took me by surprise. That's all I'm going to say. Totally took me by surprise. And I know her quite well. And I had a whole load of questions for her. And they all flew straight out the window. Because what she had to say was just completely out of the blue. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. And I look forward to seeing you all in the next couple of weeks. Take care now. Bye.